Welcome to The Benefits Beat, the podcast that helps you navigate the complex world of benefits. Together, we're going to dive deep into the industry, breaking down the barriers and exploring different topics surrounding benefits. We'll be bringing in subject matter experts who will share their knowledge, offering tips and tricks to help you understand, and more importantly, benefit from your benefits. Whether it's health insurance, dental, vision, disability, or other total rewards you're offered, we've got you covered. Our aim is to empower you with the knowledge and understanding you need to make informed decisions. So join your hosts, Maggie and Zach, every two weeks as we explain the nuances, all in an effort to make it easier for you to navigate the world of benefits. Hi, I'm Maggie McConnell. And I'm Zach Ward, and we are your co-hosts for Hub Haran's Employee Benefits Podcast, The Benefits Beat. In this episode, we're focusing on something close to our hearts, literally. February is Heart Month, and we're here to talk all about heart health. So let's jump in. Obviously, Maggie, the heart, it's the engine of our bodies. Every day, we pump about 2,000 gallons of blood to every single part of our body. So maintaining the heart health is obviously crucial for our overall well-being. But what happens when things go wrong? That's the question we wanted to answer today. Wanted to go over some common health conditions, including coronary artery disease, can lead to heart attacks, arrhythmias, etc., and make sure that we bust some of the myths that come across when we think about heart health. So Maggie, can you tell me a couple of myths that you think about when you think about heart health? I feel like the first one I always think about is cholesterol. Um, I feel like cholesterol is often very much vilified. Um, but, you know, your body actually needs a certain level of cholesterol to function properly. It's just the balance between the good and bad cholesterol that's the key you need to find. So I think the first thing that everyone always talks about is make sure you're talking to your doctor about your cholesterol levels. You need to know where they are before you can make any decisions about them. Maggie, which one is, when you think about cholesterol, you obviously have HDL and you have LDL. I think it's important for our listeners because I don't think a lot of people understand which one's which. They just see, they go to the doctor, they get their numbers, right? Which one is which? Is HDL good or is LDL good? I don't know, and I have high cholesterol. Uh, <laughs> so Maggie, you mentioned cholesterol. You mentioned there's obviously two types of cholesterol that I don't know if a lot of people understand. There's HDL, which is quote unquote, the good kind of cholesterol. And that number you want to be high. So when you go to your doctor and you get your numbers ran and you see your HDL is high, that is a good thing. Conversely on LDL cholesterol, you want that number to be lower. So typically around 100 is the range that you want to keep it in, and anything under that is good. So again, when you're going to your doctor, make sure that you're knowing which one is good, which one is bad, and to not confuse numbers. Maggie, you said you had another mythbuster. Mythbuster, there we go. Mythbuster as well. What is your second mythbuster? That young people do not need to worry about heart disease. This is completely false. Heart health should be a priority no matter how old you are. Um, according for, uh, nope, not according for. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, heart attacks in people under 40 have been increasing over the past decade, um, partly because conditions that lead to heart disease have been more prevalent in the younger generations, things like obesity, high blood pressure. And no matter what your age, just make sure you're always seeing your doctor for your annual visit at the very least. This way, you're going to be able to catch things early and decrease the likelihood of issues turning into chronic conditions. So like I would say, start young. For better outcomes. Yeah, we talk about heart health, right? And you think about heart attacks, you think about 
any sort of blood clots that you might have, but a lot of times it's because of something else. It's something that leads to that heart attack. It isn't just, hey, I've, I woke up on Saturday and I had a heart attack. It's, hey, I've had this thing going on for 10 years, and now it's gotten to the point where it's creating problems for my heart. When it comes to health insurance, though, Maggie, what do you think is the most important thing to know in regards to heart health? Um, health insurance becomes a lifesaver in many aspects, literally. So, for example, with most health plans, your insurance covers a range of crucial services like preventive screenings. And when you get your anal preventive screening, they will typically take a blood sample and check your cholesterol to make sure you're within those suggested suggested limits that you spoke about. This is the the coveted know your numbers campaign that a lot of employers are running. Exactly. Hey, know your numbers, go get your numbers, go get your blood drawn, et cetera. Yeah. And it's a, I feel like it's a campaign that I always preach to employees and employers all the time. I mean, know your numbers. That is the first step. You can't do anything good or bad without knowing your numbers first. If you're consistent with your annual checks, you and your provider are going to be able to view and compare your results each year so you can see what trends, if you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. Um, and if you are heading in the wrong direction, you can set a plan and get back to where you need to be before it gets too serious. So, Zach, I know you meet with a lot of different employers. Are you seeing anything that they are doing that special that helps fight heart disease? Yeah, well, wellness is a huge topic right now with all the employers that I meet with, and they're doing a number of different things to not only improve heart health, but also improve just chronic disease management in general, right? So I talked about how a lot of times it's something leading up to that heart attack or blood, um, blood clot, et cetera. A lot of companies are doing some different things. It's really hard to say, hey, your company is doing this or your company is doing that because there's so many different solutions out there. If you do have either heart issues, if you have a chronic disease that you have to you have to maintain year over year, just make sure that you're reaching out to either your HR team or then I know our engagement team a lot of times as well is handling, hey, what is my wellness plan? What do I need to do? How can I manage my chronic disease better? If you have questions about that, reach out to your HR team or our engagement team. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point. I mean, so many people have wellness programs and I think they are getting more popular. The key is to really get those employees engaged and make sure you're following the rules I think a lot of the times you are incentivized to follow or do, you know, at the very least, maybe an annual physical or something like that. Um, so I love all the wellness programs that are coming up. Yeah, they're, they're a win-win, right? So you have employees that, hey, I've, I've got this condition that I'm managing. Am I incentivized to go take care of it? Number one, I'm healthier. I'm less in claims. I mean, I know employees don't a lot of times see that, but ultimately benefits insurance is a team sport. Mm -hmm. If you're doing your part, a lot of times your employer as a whole is going to see a lot of success when it comes to renewals, benefit programs, et cetera. But when it comes to chronic condition management, different solutions that your HR team has, it's a win-win. So Maggie, in, in terms of tips for a healthy heart, what can we do to make sure that our hearts are in tip-top shape? You mentioned going to your doctor, knowing your numbers, but outside of that, what are your thoughts? Um, I think one of the biggest ones, and you know, you always hear this one, I feel like when it comes to heart health, but is diet. Diet is always going to be a huge factor just in your overall health, but with heart specifically as well. Foods that are rich in fiber, like whole grains and any foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids, think fish or salmon, I know is a huge one. But um, I think one of the biggest things that you're always going to hear in anything regarding your health, but especially with your heart is diet. Diet is always going to be a huge factor. Foods that are rich in fiber, like whole grains or any foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids, those are always going to be your heart's best friend. Um, and always keep, always keep in mind portion size 
and the amount of sodium in your meals. All of these things are huge factors when it comes to heart health. I always feel really bad for my provider because I go in and I get my numbers and they're all within range. There's not, hey, do this or do that. The only one that's ever a little concerning is my cholesterol. And I feel like it's almost like a cop out for the provider. Like you eat more fish. It's it's good for you, like salmon. And I'm like, I, I eat plenty of salmon. Don't don't worry. But But it's everything else that you're probably eating with the salmon. Well, like my <laughs> like my double stuffed Oreos and Chick-fil-A every day for lunch. Yeah, that's that probably works a little bit. But the good news is, on to our next point, is I do get exercise. So Maggie, what role does exercise play in heart health? I mean, exercise is always going to play a vital role. Um, it, You know, you don't have to have a gym membership. You can just take a 30-minute a walk each day. That alone is going to significantly enhance your heart health. And, you know, obviously quitting smoking and reducing alcohol intake with exercise and a good diet are always going to have those profound effects. All right, Maggie. Well, I guess it's, be, it's been determined that my job is to end all of our episodes and summarize them. So I'll summarize our, ours in a couple sentences. But thanks for giving your tips. It's really helpful to know not only how to protect my health, but also my wallet when it comes to heart health. Taking care of your heart is obviously one of the most important investments you can make. I know to me it scares me a little bit seeing how young people are suffering from heart attacks or suffering from blood clots or suffering from um, whatever it is. I had a, a dorm mate in college that passed away from a heart, um, mm. a heart clot. So for me, it it scares me a little bit. So I, I want to make sure that knowing these tips, knowing these tricks, knowing what my employer is offering that I can take advantage of, I can get incentivized for is really, really helpful. So I appreciate you just, again, giving your thoughts, giving your opinions. I know you have some different conditions that you manage. So always appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Nothing we say on this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be considered as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. If there are any discrepancies between what we say and your plan document, your plan document will prevail. If you have any questions about your benefits, please reach out to your HR representative. Thanks for tuning in today. Our suggestion box is always open, so if you have a question you would like us to answer or a topic you would like us to cover, send us a message on Instagram at The Benefits Beat. And remember to subscribe on your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. And be sure to follow us on social media for more benefit tips and tricks.